Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. And I would also like to thank our sponsor, Dr. Alba Raffaella, psychologist and author of Breaking the Mirror, a story and guide on how to recognize and deal with narcissists, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Raffa, and joining with me today is my co-host, Mr. Anthony Dana. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Today's topic is everyone is a critic these days. And we're going to talk about criticism and why people detest it. And there's a lot of different reasons. This isn't so black and white. This is a very gray area because there's a lot of people who hate criticism. And there are some people that just will criticize, like they're just, they're haters. And then there's some people who actually, you know, the criticism is constructive and it's to make that person better. And that sometimes too often gets lost in the sauce. So it all depends on who's doing the criticizing and and how it's done and if the person is worth you caring about their opinion. Mm -hmm. So I hate this phrase and I always use it. There's a lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack. I don't know where that came from, but I think it's used in various settings. I've heard it obviously in my field, but yeah, yeah, the unpacking. So I have a quote. Do you have one? I have one. Go ahead. You go first. Oh, thank you. Yep. So mine's pretty short and sweet. Fearing criticism is fearing progress by Marsha Egan. So I agree with this, that we need to hear feedback, obviously, in a hopefully a constructive way. It isn't always easy to hear, you know, constructive criticism, but we don't really grow if we don't hear feedback, if someone's just kind of kissing our butt all the time, right? Well, now. yeah, I mean, exactly. And um, Oh, you're what, so wonderful and you're no problem at all. But in order to get change and progress, you're going to have to, you're going to upset some people. You're going to offend people mm-hmm. in order to do that. And Woodrow Wilson has a quote that reminds me of yours. The best way to make enemies is try to change something. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, you're going to make some enemies because people like things the way they are, or how is this going to affect me? And, you know, you're going to have some enemies. So mine is criticism can bother you, but you should be more bothered if there's no criticism. That means you're too safe. And this is from Kanye West. And (laughs) yeah, and, you know, Kanye, he's a different cat. But this, you know, he's saying it in the sense that he's an artist, right? So, you know, if you're an artist and if you're not being criticized, Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You're not really pushing the limits and coming up with anything that's daring or new or, you know, revolutionary. So in that regard, yeah, you should welcome criticism and expect it because like there's a lot of great books and movies and art that was before its time. And like at the time it was like shunned by the critics. And then, of course, after the artist or the, the novelist died, it's like, oh, this is a classic. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. this is wonderful. And it's like, yeah, OK, well. People bashed it back when when the guy wrote it or or painted it, but now it's appreciated, you know, so. Yeah. And then also with in cognitive behavioral therapy, the Socratic method is part of the questioning technique and it isn't really meant to be critical in a mean way, but it's criticizing or analyzing thinking. What makes you think the thought is true? What evidence do you have for and against these thoughts? So I have a couple of experiences as a teacher just to mm-hmm. share about criticism, of course. So I get criticized twice a year by, I have to be observed. And in their observation, they have to find something negative. They cannot, I used to work with this English teacher and she told me that there's no such thing as a 100 essay. Mm -hmm. I'll find something wrong with it. And and she's, I've never given a 100 on an essay ever. And if you got a 99, that's pretty much perfect. Was this in high school? Yes. Did I have this person? 
for honors English? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, no, I worked with this lady. <laughs> oh, oh, never no, mind. but I mean, anyway, because I had an honors English. And it, it felt like you were the same way. Well, well, I think that was her thing. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if she, I don't remember. Well, I think a lot of English either. teachers feel that way. Yeah. They're like they have to find something to, for yeah. you to work on. And I, I mean, it's not really criticism. It's just goals. Right. Right. Something and, to improve upon. Right. You could be great at it, but there's always something you have to work on. That I, I recently this year had an essay that I, it was very, actually very good. It was a great topic and she thought outside the box and I enjoyed reading it. And I really did enjoy reading this and I very good here. And I like that there. Whatever. There was one line that I wasn't sure where she was going. I'm a bit confused here. Mm-hmm. Question mark. My, minor, mm-hmm. minor. She got like a 97, right? A couple mm-hmm. grammatical errors, but 97. She was so, what do you mean you don't under, like, that's all she held on to. That's what she had a problem yeah. with. Focusing on and, and she didn't even care, like, how many points that, she just did not like that. And I'm like, did you read here? I said, I really enjoyed reading this paper. I actually, I meant that too. All these other things I meant, but you can only obsess on the little blurb where I said, I'm not sure where this is going or, or what this has to do with your other point, but, mm-hmm. you know, eh. Like, again, the paper's so good, it's not going to ruin it. But just, and again, like, I guess I should have left that alone, but I was just pointing it out. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't even be hide her tails. Okay, well, you tell me, what did you mean by that? I don't know. Just, you know, and I'm like, what, well, see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. People think they make sense until, well, text messaging is the worst, but like, you think you make sense in, <laughs> in a text message or a conversation. You, you're thinking of me in that regard. <laughs> no, actually, I've done I wasn't. a few times where you're well, like, yeah, you huh? and I. Yeah, oh, like, I meant huh? to say this or, you know. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Or like now myself as well. I'm like, does this sound, oh, I can see how you can interpret it either way or whatever. But like, we think we make sense because we're in our own head, mm-hmm. you know. So I think certain classes or like, for instance, when I sign up for training, right, like coach my coaches with my various activities, I expect some feedback. I don't want them to tell me I'm doing amazing, right? Well, yeah. Because I'm mean, paying them to give me some Well, if they're giving you lessons. Okay, so you go into that, I would hope, knowing that you're I mean. going to get criticized. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm I'm okay with it. And I don't know if that is across the border if people just aren't, well, that's all another kind. Okay, so people may have unrealistic expectations about what they're signing up for. Well, yeah. Or, like I if mean, they're new at an activity or a sport, I would think that there's a learning curve. But everybody's so sensitive. Well... <laughs> So do you think that is a generational thing? Yeah. Okay. I think it's a combo, right? It's, well, it's temperament, it's genetics, it's someone's personality. This generation, I think, was, is, was, and millennials too, way more shielded, you know, in a bubble. Well, just the trophy thing. Well, we talked about that. Remember, everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. And how deplorable that is. There's that. And then parenting, like the parenting, like parents don't do their kids any favors by saying great job all the time. And it's so amazing that you did this thing instead of offering a balanced view. Well, you did great on this. Let's work on improving this. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you're less than stellar on this. It doesn't mean you're a terrible person or you're, you're horrible. This is something to improve upon. So. I think a lot of it is that. People yeah, with the parenting, I, I, in that vein, I would get a student and they would get maybe a, like a high B on it. Like, well, my mother read this and she thought it was really good. Yeah, of course. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, right, exactly. And parents 
don't do their children, a, a, you know, they do them a disservice. They don't help them by not letting them see a balanced view of themselves. So they are prepared because somebody's going to criticize that child, their boss, their teacher, their coach, their Well, if they're not, if you're not used to it early on, if you're not used to it early on, yeah. it's going to be even harder when it happens and you're older and you've been told that you're brilliant all your life. Yeah, you're on a pedestal. And you're like, wait a minute. Well, don't you know who I am? I, I'm brilliant. <laughs> right. I, everybody right. said so right. up until now. Yeah. You're wrong. Or not having, you know, like, yeah. not having a thicker skin or whatever. But yeah, I think they're fragile. Like these kids go out into society and they're fragile. And then the other problem I mentioned before is the social media. Everyone mm -hmm. puts themselves out there to be liked. They want all these likes. Well, that's the thing. That's a different criticism issue, I think, where well, that's look people, they pay too much attention to what people say. Oh, yeah. And it They're hanging on like, everything. That doesn't matter. Like, I mean, if you feel a certain way and you post a picture or whatever, like just you did it and that's it. Like, Well, that's that's probably safe because I don't know how many people are saying, ew, that's a terrible picture. But, well, nobody's going right? to say that. I mean, again, right. unless you like. If you post something, people get in Facebook wars about I guess, a comment. Yeah. Well, if it's politics, of course. And, well, and, but but topics, you're just, yeah. but I mean, you, you come on, you, you want that. I mean, well, you're asking for it. You're asking, yeah, you're yeah. asking for it. Like, you know right. what you signed up for if mm -hmm. you do that. Right. So I have here a list. It is six ways to overcome a Magical fear list. of criticism or six ways. Six ways. Yeah, okay. six ways. So, and you tell me what you think of them. Uh, the first one is first decide who gets to criticize you. And mm -hmm. I'll briefly skim the paragraph. Not all criticizers are created equal and some shouldn't even get a seat at the table. Set criteria for those who make the cut and mentally dismiss the rest. So that's important, right? Some people feel criticized by anybody, no matter who it is. And other people don't feel that way. I don't care what strangers think, but I care about what my friends and family think, or maybe vice versa. But I think that, yeah, certain people's opinions, it's better to respect that person because then you're more likely to hear what they're saying. And also it's delivery, the way that you say it. I have some tips on how to do that. That's not, that's not easy to do because you still want to get your, you don't want your, your message to be lost. Right. And it depends on who's saying it. Like if somebody's saying it that you don't really care about their opinion, then I mean, I guess if it's true what they say, are you really likely to believe it if it's somebody being a jerk? Well, well, okay. There Again, like make sure it's somebody, okay, listen, I want to make you better. Yeah. And, and I'm trying, helpful. you're a mentor or, you know, a supervisor or, you know, like I had a student teacher and I said a bunch of great things about the guy and I said, but you're very green, you know, you, you know, you're green as a pepper tree and, <laughs> you know, well, you're 22 and, and rightfully yeah. so. And you can look back and you're going to say, oh my God, like, just like I did. But all he did was like, looked at that as like such a dig. And I'm like, well, you thought that was a dig? Yeah. Like that was like a criticism. Like well, he was like, true, well, how do I, how do I change that? We'll, we'll teach for 10 or 15 years. Well, and guess what? Free. I mean, like, yeah, it's just get your yeah. reps in. Well, that's true. But if I didn't care or if somebody didn't care, they wouldn't criticize you. They would just be like, oh yeah, you're great. And you're really not. And you're mm -hmm. just going to, you want to be better at what you're doing, then take criticism and just put, you got to put your ego aside and listen and really listen and see if there's think, any truth to it, yeah. buy into it and think about it. And mm -hmm. is, is there something there that you can take and make better about your performance or yourself? And nine times out of 10, there is. And it could be somebody who just maybe hates on you. But you could still learn from that person, too. I think the vast majority of people, you whether they're being mean or not, like they think they're being helpful when they say something, even if it's unsolicited advice. All right. right? All right. Yeah. Next one is know that anything worth doing attracts admiration and criticism. 
And like you open yourself up to it. Yeah. Would you rather be judged or ignored? And like before, if I don't criticize you at all, you don't care, then I just don't care. And, and you're not even worth my time time to offer advice. If I don't see, if there's something there, you know, then I'll, I'll work with you and I want to talk to you and I want to make you better. But if I don't even see anything there at all, I'm like, eh, you know, and. Well, that's in line with values, right? Like it says here about doing something that you care about, right? Mm-hmm. Anything that's worth it. So if it's something valuable to you, then you want to hear feedback. I like that line. No one, no one said life is fair. No one right. said it was fair. Well, that's a cognitive distortion. That's a fairy tale fantasy. Right. Well, Mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Jordan didn't make his varsity team and yeah. all he did was just practice and get better. And he took that as like, okay, you know, like this is motivation. Yeah. The criticism can be good for you in the sense that, okay, maybe it's a blowhard that really doesn't care about you, but like now you're going to motivate, motivates yourself to just in spite of that person. There's lots of stories in, in acting too. Right. I think, I think a lot of actors and, and singers and you know, musicians, like they say that, like, Nobody would want to sign them or listen to them or say you. I think Leonardo DiCaprio actually was told that he. Wouldn't have. <laughs> I remember what J.K. Rowling told yeah. told stories about like how yeah, so many people passed on Harry Potter and it's right. just like it's like but again you see it today and you're like what are they nuts but right. again it yeah. was before nobody wanted to take a chance on it. Mm-hmm. avoid avoidance avoid avoidance yeah so a strategy of avoiding criticism is more damaging. Then you think Aristotle said, there's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing and be nothing. That's like, that's like in the arrested development, Buster school. Children are never, neither seen nor heard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So avoiding avoidance. Yeah. Well, that's exposing to hearing feedback or, or criticism. Avoiding criticism. Does is, you no favors. It, it makes you weaker if you avoid it. Right. You know, because the avoidance means you're withholding your gifts. Well, you're not growing like my quote. Yeah. All right. Seek improvement, not approval. That's important. That's a good one. Let me well, because just... that's like the people pleasing and I want to hear so-and-so's approval. Did I do a good job? Sometimes people will say, oh, you're going to be so proud of me. I'm like, Okay. I'm like, is this improving? Is this helping you toward your goals? You know, it says here, don't think of it as exposing your flaws or rejection, but instead as helping you make new self discoveries. Let this, let criticism feed you, not feed you, not your insecurities. Yeah, like a yearning or a desire to improve, right? Yeah, because then you're like, okay, well, I never thought of that. Now I'm obsessed to get better at my backhand or whatever it is. Yeah, I did good today in my backhand. <laughs> Okay. And my serve. If you can't <laughs> control the sting bit from swelling. Mm-hmm. And this one. Well, it's out of your control sometimes, even if it's unsolicited advice or suggestions, right? So I, I what is it? Keep it from being so damaging. Right. Don't let it affect you. Again, it's a stoic philosophy, right? Yeah. Like, like hear it and then accept it and move on. Right. And have a short memory, and right. but accept it. Yeah. And then, but then don't let it fester, right? Don't let it like. Uh... So, in cognitive behavioral therapy, we talk about beliefs that people have about themselves, others in the world, and deep seated beliefs or core beliefs. So, hearing things about yourself doesn't mean that you're a failure, or that you're not good enough, or that you're bad or whatever, worthless. It just means let's work on that behavior in order to be better at something. So yeah. People you... take it to mean something negative about themselves. Yeah. They get defensive. Oh, I'm so terrible. And... What's that? They're like, oh, I'm so terrible. 
I'm like, right. why? Because you made a mistake. Right. And right. this is, again, this is Ryan's me of the Stoics because people can't make you feel a certain way. No. Right. So no. most importantly, you control the pain from criticism. You can't change the words that were spoken to you, but you can change the meaning you give them. You can rise above any words. It doesn't have to be this like deep seated kind of like pain that you carry on. And then people use that to manipulate. Oh, you're telling me to pick up my toys and I'm such a bad kid now. No, you're not a bad kid. No, it's you're just. just- you're just, I'm yeah. trying to pick up your toy. Yeah, you're it's messy. Not a, it's not a personal attack. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're, you're it's, disgusting. It's not about you. It's about your work or your behavior. Right. That's all it is. Just detach from it. Yeah. But they, they can't, they can't make that. Yeah. Different, different. I have a lot of cool exercises on my whiteboard that I show people. Oh yeah. With that. Yeah. Right. To help them shift their thinking and reframe. And the final one is stay focused on the conclusion, not the criticism. Mm-hmm. When you keep what you're trying to accomplish in front of you, you'll speed through this of criticism. Mm-hmm. Mario Andretti said this, this is this of the secret to his success, his sport. Don't look at the wall. <laughs> your car goes where your eyes go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the wall. Your car goes where your eyes go. Mm-hmm. Not sure what Mario mm-hmm. meant by that. I guess look at the end result, like the carrot. Like look oh, at the goal. Okay, so take your eyes off the road, what you're trying to achieve, and instead focus on the surrounding walls of criticism, and you'll steer right into the walls. So, okay, so oh, if, if you hyper focused on, like, it. yeah, what are you focused on? The criticism could could help you, but you're still focused on the end result and being better mm-hmm. and your craft, and that's what you should focus on. Like the like the walls are the criticism, and they could guide you. Right, but stay tunnel vision. Into, right. into your goals. Yeah. All right, Mario. Okay. I get it. Maybe we had to read a little more. <laughs> Our fear of criticism can be beat down so you don't have to view critical words as a beat down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't have to be this beating that you took. So I have some things to add here just about constructive criticism versus destructive criticism. Do you want me to play a game with you and ask you which one's which? Oh, you have a game for me. I just thought of it now. Ooh, okay. Are you up for the constructive challenge? Constructive and... So you tell me which one's which. Okay. What are my choices again? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. So constructive (laughs) or destructive. So this one, blank, is criticism given with the intention to harm or insult someone? Destructive. Great. Yes. That is mean-spirited and your intention is just to be mean and criticize and harm someone. Okay. This one, the main intention is to help a person to improve his or her work. That's constructive. Very good. This type of criticism is given with compassion and a helpful attitude. I would go with constructive as well. I'd say so. Some of these are pretty obvious. How about this one? The main intention is to hurt and embarrass. What is deconstructive criticism, (laughs) Alex? Oh, we got some jeopardy going on. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, this one might be tough. Ooh. A little tricky. Okay. Got it? Focus on this types of criticism focuses on the creator of the work, not the creation. Creator of the work, not the creation. Oh, it's it's focusing on the person. Yeah. Oh, that's destructive. So it's like a personalizing, like personal attack. Right. Yeah. That that is where you are. Like, hey, you know, you suck mm-hmm. as a person. You you do. You know. Right. And it's not nothing about the work or you know the actual work. Yeah. Right. All right. This type focuses on shortcomings of the work or strengths and weaknesses of the creator. I think this is written for like writing. I'd say the same destructive again. No, no, this is actually constructive. Okay. Because you're, you're looking at strengths and weaknesses of the person. Okay. And shortcomings of the work, like the 
the actual work. Okay, so you're telling the person, this is what you're good at, this is what you need to work on. Okay, so to improve it's still meant to improve, help the person get right. better. Again, like in a balanced way. Right. Okay, this one is vague and non-specific. Like, you suck. Okay, that's destructive. <laughs> destructive. This one also does not offer suggestions or tips for improvement. Oh, God. Is that... You don't know this one? Is that destructive? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking just, too much. Yeah, my, it's just basically saying you're terrible at this. Right. Offer suggestions and tips to improve. That's constructive. These, this type of criticism, people tend to be ignorant. Oh, destructive. <laughs> that's obvious. These types of critics are usually experts. Well, I would say that's constructive. Yeah. Again, going back to people whose opinion matters. Or, right. Or that's the inner circle about. you actually care about. Right. Somebody who at least is an expert in their field or their, whatever their, the topic is. This type of criticism is specific, clear, detailed, and actionable. Constructive. Oh, these people think that you shouldn't get angry or upset by criticism. That would say destructive. Right. Kind of like that's... it's your fault, you're too sensitive, you can't hear it, you're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a should, you hear that should in there. Right? Well, first of all, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah, a red flag a, right that's there. That's a clue, because nobody should, should be shoulding. No. Okay, so that's destructive. Nobody should be acting like a baby. Nobody should be. Such a baby. Wasn't that in, uh, oh no, that was, I'm going to eat the baby. In my belly. The Austin Powers. Fat bastard. Yes, exactly. Okay, last one. These people. They have a show. What do you mean these people? (laughs) These these types of critics. Oh. This type of criticism (laughs) thinks that you should thank the critic and try to improve your work. A little egocentric. <laughs> I can see that. Like, so next time. <laughs> Listen. You just thank me. While I tell you, you suck. Thank me. Yeah. <laughs> that I care enough to tell you, you suck. And if you can't accept it, it's your problem. <laughs> when you take a big scoop of eating that crap, I want you to like it. Right. Tell me it tastes delicious. And thank me for it. And thank me for serving it to you. <laughs> you know why? Because they're an expert and they know better. They're better than you. And you know it. I'm going to say destructive. That's, no, that's constructive. That's constructive. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You're getting out of here. I love the should. You should thank the critic and try to improve your work. That's nice. A little gratitude goes a long way. Right? That's hilarious, actually. Oh, oh, wait. But you, you, wait, you worded that it was a, a little different than no, just that. There. That's what it said. Okay. That's what the chart said. The chart, Fine. The chart doesn't lie. Wait, but you added some things to it on yeah, your own know, right? that you didn't read from it. That was just you. Yeah, yeah, I added. They're an expert, and you should. No, that says here critics are usually experts. But you elaborate. You went, you, of course, you went off the. Yeah. No, I'm combining terms, <sighs> right? So destructive criticism is not nice. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. So we can constructively criticize the people we love. All right. So what have we learned today? We learned. That, that people they need to just oh wait i have another oh yeah come on so i'm looking at this different types of criticizers i guess it kind of piggybacks more was just saying so there's a seasoned critic they're well-intentioned criticism the criticism is precious Ooh, not personal precious <laughs> so precious thank me because it's so precious they seek no personal interest only believe in your growth they mean no harm only care about adding value preserves your dignity while helping you uncover your flaws that's like my job, <laughs> pretty much. Right, but that when That's to uncover, but nobody wants to uncover their flaws. Nobody does. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to admit they have flaws. Well, listen. So there's people who say they want to hear it, but then they don't. Whether it's in a therapeutic setting or not, 
oh, please tell me about myself. I want to learn or just in life as a relationship, you know, just friendships, family, whatever. Right. And then they really don't want to hear it. They think they're open-minded. Right. But then, Well, that's not. what you appreciate about me. You've told me that I, yeah. sometimes I call you out. Absolutely. And you say, I, I need that. You. Thank you. Right. Because I'm not on the throne <laughs> all the time <laughs> as the queen. You yeah. tell me things. But you say things in a, in a compassionate way, right? Well, I just know that. Joke? I, I know that, you know, you. Or we joke about. Well, yeah. But, you know, it's something that you, you would want to know. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, come on, you sound yeah. like this or, and you're like, right. oh, and then no, but the, I mean, the good thing about it is, and this is rare, you know, for people who empower or, you know, who are well-established or supervisors or, or presidents. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they Nobody rarely talking. will take blame or say, yeah, my bad. Or, or they're or, not used to hearing it because they don't sit in a meeting. Or nobody they're will not tell getting them. evaluated. Or, or God forbid, nobody will tell them. Yeah. That's why. They don't get evaluated. They don't get a performance right. review, after, I don't think. After the Bay of Pigs, right, mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy endeared himself to the United States because he could have, and, and all politicians do this, right? A Republican's going to blame a Democrat. A Democrat's going to blame a Republican. And he could have blamed Eisenhower for not getting the rebels ready to invade Cuba. You know what he said? He says, you know, every every success has a million fathers, failures, an orphan. This was my fault. I'm taking full responsibility. And his approval rating skyrocketed. Because oh, yeah. people were like, right, like, yeah. wait, you're owning this? You're going to yeah. take all not the blame? You're not going to blame anybody else. This is all you. Right. Which everybody knew that wasn't the case, but not going to deflect. He's not going to name names or talk about anybody. And that's rare. So it is rare. You know, it reminds me of, I was reminded the other day of how four-year-olds think, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but like magical thinking, how they would just blame makeup stories and just blame things. <laughs> so my son used to say, no, no, mom, so-and-so, the mailman came in here and did that. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so the mailman walked in the door and spilled this or did this thing in the house. And yeah, yeah. And full-heartedly believed it. So I heard about this the other day with someone. She asked me, is that normal? Because her four-year-old was saying a spider did, an animal did it. Or like like this whole elaborate story of this bird came in and took it and hid it. So maybe people don't grow out of that. They still blame everyone. We all have a a four-year-old inside of all of us. They do. So let me tell you real quick about this person who we never want to invite to our next party. Okay. So we're not inviting the notorious informant. So can we take them off our guest list? The notorious informant. They derive pleasure in misleading others. They actually mean harm. They try to mislead you Mm. for coming up with stories and providing false claims. Hey, I know somebody like this. Tell me later. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. To fool (laughs) you, to believe things, although, you know, maybe you don't get fooled, to believe in things that don't exist. They make others suffer and crush crush their dreams and their goals. Wow. Hmm. So they're not coming over. No, they're not. And you know what may, What I think of when you first read that? What, what Say the title again of this person. It's The Notorious Informant. So I think of Informer. He's <laughs> ever the little back and looky boom, boom, down. Remember that song? I do. Right. So I think that, so this one doesn't sound like a good house guest either. The Attacker. They lift themselves up by pulling others down. Hmm. We know someone... Couple people. Like well, yeah, that. And the pointing out the shortcomings of others makes people attack. feel. It's those yes. people feel good about themselves. They attack you as a person instead of focusing on your work or your behaviors. Reflection of their own deep-seated fears, so they're projecting onto you their outcomes, their failures, outcomes they did not achieve, goals they are too scared to pursue. They criticize others to feel good about themselves. So this is basically it can be a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Other people who aren't 
They act like that. And then the vague criticizer is useless with no real substance, kind of like the you suck and I'm not going to tell you how to get better. Mm. Unless they're open to add meaningful information, the criticism serves no purpose. Instead of giving a path forward, their criticism is based on conclusions. There's hardly anything in the feedback that's actionable. Worse, it's not even specific. So I think I would like to be the seasoned critic. I think I am. Yeah. I try to aspire to be that. Absolutely. Because I have flaws. Yeah, but I mean, it's... (laughs) I I want to be more well-intentioned. Well, especially, you know, you have longevity in your career. And people need to... I was always raised by, like, listen to old people. Okay. Well, most old people, but no, but they, they, you know, they have a lot to, you can, you can learn from. Exactly. And I, I made sure that and any, Mm -hmm. you know, not just my grandmother, although, you know, I learned a lot from her, but like anybody, I would just, just listen to their stories because there's something, there's a pearl in there somewhere. So, you know, this, the book that you're listening to that I'm still waiting for from the library so I can listen to, I think that kind of piggybacks on this. Like, what do you do when someone's defensive? What do you do to try to When you're negotiating, yeah. Or what if someone's feeling criticized? How do you help taper them down and and get them to to listen to what you're saying, right? Right. If you even care. Yeah, and we, we're going to eventually review that. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it again. I get like something new from it every time I listen because I listen to another chapter. You know what I might actually do is trade in an audible book that I have mm. for that. Okay, because the library's kind of slow. We're talking book about for, that book we mentioned. Never, never split the difference. Chris Voss. Voss. Chris Voss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that later. I'm going to return a book that I don't like because I don't like it for this book. So I'm going to use my credit, and then I could catch up to you, and we can analyze it bravo sounds good right yes all right so yes what did we learn today that we're not inviting informants over notorious informants that criticism is not bad if it's said by someone who's well-intentioned and who you care about their opinion helps you grow and actually i mean seriously if you want to get better i don't want to hear everything i'm doing great because i already know that i want to know something that i'm not doing great that i don't even aware of it and I, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. I think humor is helpful. Like in when I hear, like, like I laugh at my mistakes or, okay, you're doing a great job, like being encouraging, right. but also like, okay, you want to work on this or why are you doing that? Like, it just reminds me of my pickleball coach. Sure. He's great because he makes me laugh. And also he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, and he, he's smiling when he said that he's not well like, i mean but he also was like great job great job great well, job well that's i mean coaches forget coaches. about it every yeah. coach it, it, every yeah. good great coach will yeah. criticize the hell out of you oh, yeah. and you will thank them for it when you win that trophy or that championship and yeah. and you know because they they were trying to make you get better well there has to be words of encouragement not beat you down no, no, no. Yeah. And it has to be done the right way. And there's a lot of psych, but Sports psychology. Yeah. I mean, not everybody will rise to the, the Bobby Knight point of view in coaching, but mm-hmm. yeah, you need to be positive, but you also need to remind this and you're doing that again. We talked about this, you know, right. and you know, you drill it, you got to practice right. it, you got to work on it. Right. Okay. So we're ready. We can go out and get criticized now. And we're, we'll be all right. Well, yeah, everybody's going to criticize this show. <laughs> Is mean, it good or not? We haven't gotten any. Nobody wants to criticize us. I guess we're that awesome. Okay, fine. I can't imagine we are. I could take your criticism. Go ahead. Yeah. Bring it on. We can. Feel free. Dr. Rafa is brilliant, but the, the babbling <laughs> doofus needs to just maybe <laughs> knock it off a little bit. bit. He's just, he's, he really just loves the sound of his own voice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. You like the mic. 
Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. You like the mic. All right. So we learned a lot, right? I learned a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Or dive, not deep dive, but just dive. No, just not a deep dive. Dip in the toe. As always, thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. Email us if you have any questions, criticisms, feedback, concerns, donations to info at innerbalancepsychology.com. And remember to stop it and give yourself a chance.